Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Welcome to Orphans No More, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption, foster care, and kinship care. I am your host, Sandra Flack, fellow adoptive mom on this journey with you. We have got some excellent guest interviews coming up over the next couple of months for the month of May in honor of National Foster Care Awareness Month. All of our May episodes will feature interviews with foster parents from around the country and In June, we're bringing back our dad episodes since Father's Day is in June. All of our June episodes will feature adoptive or foster dads. So you won't want to miss any of these shows. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Speaking of podcast, I'd also like to remind you that we are changing the name of this podcast to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. As I mentioned back in episode 320, we started as a radio program over seven years ago. We've been a podcast for three or more years now. And as a podcast, we know now who um, are are our intentional listeners. Um, You guys, adoptive, foster, and kinship parents, um, moms like me, right? You're the ones that are intentionally listening and you need this podcast as a resource. Uh, And and, uh, we were discovering that we weren't exactly easy to find uh, with a name like Orphans No More. So as of June 1st, 2022, we will be appearing in your podcast lineup with the new name, The Adoption and Foster Care Journey. Same host, yours truly, same content, same mission. We are here to serve you. If you subscribe to this podcast, you won't need to do anything. You'll just notice that it'll show up on your device by the new name. If you're not yet a subscriber, please go ahead and subscribe today. Uh, When you subscribe and when you leave a review, those are super helpful. Uh, Those things signals to the algorithm that the show is relevant, it is important, people need to be able to find it. So we want all adoptive foster and kinship caregivers to be able to find this show. Um, We believe it's a vital resource for the parenting journey. So the name change will make it easier for parents to find us. And uh, we hope that you will subscribe. If you do find 
this show to be an encouragement, let us know uh, if you have a comment, a question, a suggestion, if you Uh, If anything I say resonates with you and you feel like, hey, I really need to connect, I really want to, um, you know, speak with this with Sandra Flack, um, please, I love to hear from you. I read every single email. Um, If you want to connect, uh, you know, we could do a Zoom with a cup of coffee or tea, whatever you prefer, and chat about whatever for about this journey, right? Because and and I'm going to talk today, we're going to talk about you know, the ups and downs and the hard parts of this journey and how we need our community around us. Um, so email me, Sandra Flack, JFO at gmail.com, or you can also reach me just as easily through our website. Um, Justice for Orphans is the, um, you know, is, is the driving force behind this uh, podcast. The podcast is a ministry extension of Justice for Orphans. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, So you can reach me also through the website, justicefororphansny.org. So stay tuned to the end of the show because I do have some uh, announcements and some new things we're offering. So I want to be able to um, uh, make you aware of those things. Um, But really, I'm going to take a deep breath and ask you, how are you doing today? I have to admit, I've been struggling. I, you know, I don't host this podcast or run Justice for Orphans because I have all the answers or I have it all together. Really, I am just like you. I am on this journey. Every day can seem different. I am in the trenches with you. In fact, this month marks 23 years um, since we first became kinship caregivers and adoptive parents, um, you know, 23 years, my husband and I have been um, on this journey. This episode actually releases on April 25th, 2022. That is our 35th wedding anniversary. Of course, I'm recording um, a few days before that, but more than half of our married life, we've been parenting kids from hard places. And I confess, Right now, we are in what seems to be the hardest season so far. Parenting two boys with trauma histories, uh, both diagnosed with FAS, uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. This is hard. Maybe because my husband and I are older, you know, he will be 59 this year and he's been running the family business for 40 years. Um, we're at a season in life where our peers are empty nesters and they're traveling and vacationing and doing fun things on the weekends. And I can't go visit my dad in the nursing home or go to a meeting or even go shopping without Wayne having to come home from work to be with one of our boys who we don't really leave home alone. Right. So it's not that easy. It's like this strategic planning of our week to figure out when it's good for him to leave work and, but I have this meeting. And so it, it, it can be very disheartening um, and, and frustrating uh, as we, as we journey through this. So recently we hit a roadblock. Um, I don't have permission uh, from my sons to share the details of this, um, but we're, because we're still navigating the situation. We haven't really sorted all through it. We're walking through it still. Uh, But let's just say teen boys 
especially those with uh, on the fetal alcohol spectrum. They are especially vulnerable to the snare of pornography and cell phones and iPads are the gateway to terrible things showing up in our home, right? I'll tell you, while we had safety features in place that blocked our boys' ability to go to uh, websites to access that stuff, if your kids have Instagram or Snapchat, uh, if they can text or FaceTime, they can and will access porn. The feature that we had uh, set up on their devices blocked them from going to, to websites, but didn't block the social media uh, or even YouTube where they can, it, it is just so easy, so easy to access. So we've removed um, one kid's device completely. And uh, for the other, we've added some of our own additional safety measures, including no devices for both boys, no devices in their bedrooms, no cell phone in the bedroom, uh, and turning them into me at 9 p.m. Uh, I have all the passwords randomly checked throughout the day. So, you know, we, we're as we're navigating this and figuring out what other safety measures, what other I know, I know some friends of mine said they use Disney Circle. So I'm looking into that. Um, so we need to do something, right? So we're trying to kind of navigate through whatever that something is going to be. And um, in the meantime, we're kind of doing our own safety measures to, to really protect them and to limit uh, what they can have access to. So it made for very grumpy guys the first few days, uh, but it's been over a week and now we're noticing they're spending more time out of their rooms. They're interacting with us more. Um, and really, they're, they're less grumpy and irritable um, throughout the day. When we chat with them, when we talk to them, when we call them for dinner, when we ask them to come out of their room, much less grumpy and irritable. And, and even um, one of my boys who does like to, used to like to draw, um, now that he's not in his room so much because there's no device to, or anything to do in there, um, he's been drawing and um, just kind of really talking to us more and just um, less grumpy and irritable. You know, for a while, I thought it was just the teen angsty, you know, stuff that that happens. I've raised several teenage boys over the years, but, um, you know, definitely we're seeing a difference uh, but, you know, we're still, we're still navigating through this. Uh, and I plan to do an episode on the topic in the near future. Um, once I have some answers, some resources uh, to offer you instead of just kind of stomping my feet and crying on your, your shoulder. Uh, I, I was looking at some FASD um, you know, Facebook group posts and different things on this topic. And it is definitely a hot topic. It is definitely something that a majority of kids, um, you know, on the spectrum are dealing with. And it's just so easy to access. So um, I know it's something that, you know, if we could have some solid resources and some solid advice 
on how to navigate it. Cause some of the stuff I was reading on social media s- scared me. And I, I just, I, I really want to be able to approach this from a way that's going to help our kids, help our families and give us some hope um, for, for the journey and, and really to protect our kids protect our kids because they don't really understand what they're opening themselves up to. So what do you do? How do you handle this with your kiddos? I'd love to hear. Uh, I need to hear. So please reach out to me again. My email is sandraflackjfo at gmail.com. I'd love to hear uh, how you navigate this because it's, it's, it's probably one of the hardest parts of the journey um, that we've been dealing with so far, just because of the long, the long-term impact it can have, and how vulnerable our kids are, um, and you know, it's it's hard stuff to to navigate through. So, I would love to hear from you, and please hear my heart today. I again, like I back in episode three nineteen, I talked about grief as part of this journey, and I said it then, and I'll say it now hear my heart. Uh, My husband and I have no regrets. We love our boys. We wouldn't change our family. There isn't anything that we would do over other than um, from the start, if we could have been uh, trauma and FASD informed and equipped, uh, that would, that would have saved a lot of, um, you know, a lot of grief and heartache and a lot of mistakes on our part. Um, And, and, uh, and, uh, harm as far as, you know, parenting and not understanding um, FASD or trauma attachment and things like that. Um, If we're just using traditional parenting methods and issuing consequences and looking at everything through the lens of, you know, behavior and behavior, it means the bad, bad choices and, and, um, you know, on purpose, uh, uh, choices that they're making, that kind of thing, we can do more harm than good. So if I could do anything over, it would be to start out of the gate, knowing and understanding and being equipped to, to, to parent well, um, our kids. But other than that, I, I don't, we don't have any regrets. This is the calling God has on our lives. We put our yes on the table and we've never looked back and we love what we do. And, and uh, if we hadn't said yes, you know, some, some days I, I even have been reminding myself because our boys were adopted from Ukraine. They were three and five when they came, uh, adopted at separate times, not together at the same time, even though they're biological siblings. But I look at them now and, and they're 16 and 19. And had we not adopted them and they remained in Ukraine with, with the war raging there with the Russia, um, just the atrocities and just, I just, we have friends there still. And just to see what is going on over there and, and it's unimaginable and it's horrific. And where would my boys be if they remained there, you know? And so I just believe even on our, our, our worst days, you know, my husband and I, um, it's worth it because we know that their future is much brighter and there is hope for their future because they're here, even if it means a lot of hard work on our part. Um, you know, so we have no regrets. We have no regrets. 
Um, I'm just acknowledging this is hard. And some days, some weeks, some seasons are harder than others. Recently, I saw a post on uh, the Second Mother's Facebook group that I belong to. My friend and fellow adoptive mom, Jody Tucker, some of you may know her from CAFO and Orphan Sunday. Um, now she's leading her ministry, Second Mother's. Um, she's been, Jody's been on this show a few times in the past and um, she leads the Second Mother's group. Uh, in fact, she wrote the beautiful Second Mother's Bible study that I highly recommend. It is, it is written for us, uh, foster adoptive kinship mamas, um, second mamas, you know, um, beautiful Bible study with illustrations that were um, created by another adoptive mom. And uh, you can color them and journal and go through this Bible study. I'm going to put a link. I'll put a link to the Bible study, the second mother's Bible study in the show notes for this episode. I, I have the, the, I have the Bible study. I've done it. Um, I've had Jody on in the past to talk about it. And uh, so I would highly recommend that um, as a wonderful Bible study, but because I was part of that um, and, and you can get invited to be in second mother's Facebook group, um, Jody posted in the group uh, just a couple of days ago about the painful three year, three year season she has been on with one of her adopted sons. Um, he turned 16 and left the family and just kind of wrote them off and stayed away and was gone for three years. And during that time, Jody prayed and cried and waited. Um, in fact, it was, you know, through that painful season that her second mother's Bible study was written. That's what God used to birth that Bible study. And not all foster and adoption stories have happy endings. Um, they certainly don't have happy beginnings or our kids wouldn't be in the system or wouldn't have been in the system or wouldn't have been in an orphanage. Um, but um, we second parents, we do our best. We do pray. We cry out to God. We wait, right? And, 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 and pray that they come home or pray that they get through a difficult season and uh, you know, and that's what Jody did. And recently, her wayward son came home. That's what her post was about. Um, but she was, you know, very aware. She is very aware that not every, you know, not every prodigal comes home, right? Um, but she talked about the pain of that that season and 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 crying out to the Lord. And I needed to read Jody's post the other day. I needed to hear how she survived, that she survived. And I needed to be reminded that the ups and downs and highs and lows of this second mama journey become level only at the foot of the cross. And sometimes we need to drag each other over to the foot of the cross to be reminded where our help comes from. I chose today's opening verses from Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three, because we need to remember we are each other's cloud of witnesses, cheering each other on. Sometimes we cheer. Sometimes we need to be cheered. Either way, we need each other. 
We need podcasts like this one and and some of the other amazing ones out there. I listen to podcasts uh, all the time. I need them to just be pouring into me. Facebook groups like Second Mothers and others, there's FASD support groups and things like that, support groups. But because no one else really understands this journey, like those who are traveling the road with us. And we also need from, from those scriptures, we need to run this race with perseverance. It is the path God called us to. He placed our children in our homes and he will help us stay the course with them. And when we feel like the road is too hard, we must look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter, the way maker. He endured the cross and is now victoriously seated at the right hand of the father. We must keep our eyes fixed on him so that we do not lose heart. We don't know where this journey will take us or our kids. As I pray for my boys, I just want them to be safe, to not get addicted to anything, to not harm anyone or themselves. I don't want them to get in trouble with the law, you know, and and some of these things are, are tertiary symptoms of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So I I know worst case scenario things, and I don't want them. I don't want the worst case scenario. I don't want the tertiary characteristics to to come into play. So my husband and I are trying really hard to to understand um, their brains, to understand neurodiversity, and to learn everything that we can and to make accommodations and to focus on their strengths and do all those things in our own power that we could do. But this all can't be done in our own power. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. And I want my kids to know the Lord. And that's another thing I pray for, that they will come to know the Lord and that they will be happy and productive citizens. And I also pray that no weapon formed against them will prosper. You know, that comes from scripture as well. No weapon formed against them. And that includes the fiery arrows of trauma, the fiery arrows of FASD. These are not my kids' fault. They are our reality. They are what we struggle with every day. Um, Challenges created by choices made by other people before my kids were born and even after they were born, right? Those are the things, that's the reality. That's what we're dealing with, but, but God, right? But God, right? He can, he, he's the redeemer. He's the, he transforms, he redeems, he saves and keeping our eyes on Jesus is the only way I believe we can navigate this road with hope, with perseverance, with joy, with peace, and and, and back to hope, really, right? That's what we all, that's what we all need. And this is where my husband and I find ourselves, raising kids with neurodiversity. And it's like navigating potholes and pitfalls in the dark without a GPS or headlights, you have no idea really where you're going and, and, or how you're really going to get there. Some days I feel lost and I don't have all the answers, you know, and that's okay. Also, 
sometimes when I discover what seems to be a great solution or a good idea, or I'll try this and maybe this will work, then it's a challenge to even to, for it to even work out. Like uh, we're, we're trying to, we're looking to hire a support person for a few hours, uh, a couple of days out of the week uh, to help our son. Um, I've talked about that before where he, you know, I, I need him to have other people in his life who can support him and be like a mentor and um, help him to navigate throughout the day and stay out of his room and do things, especially when, when I have to be working and I'm working from home, but if I'm not doing one-on-one with him, he's not doing anything. So we want to hire somebody. We can pay somebody to come in, you know, say for example, Tuesdays and Thursdays for four hours each in the afternoon. But, you know, it sounds like a great idea and a great solution. Only finding such a person is seeming to be near impossible. So that. That has been another struggle, just lamenting having that extra help. And even my family, you know, I have a large family. We have a lot of adult children, a lot of adult kids, um, but they're all navigating their lives with uh, jobs and careers and college and um, children because, because we have five grandchildren at the moment and two on the way. Um, so we don't burden our, our adult children Um, And they do help on occasion, but we can't expect them to be the level of support that we all really need, you know? So that's been, that has been very challenging, but even with this heavy heart lately and this rough patch that we're in, I just so so appreciated Jody's second mother's group post and I needed this week also uh, to receive a text from my FASD fellow adoptive mom friend, Natalie. Uh, she had sent me an encouraging text that just popped up on my phone at a moment on a day when I really needed it. Um, and I needed coffee with one of my local adoptive mom friends, uh, Sue, who's going through similar challenges now as a single parent. Uh, we don't always have the answers for each other. Uh, And while answers are nice, what we need is fellow sojourners who will drag us to the foot of the cross when we can't seem to get there ourselves because of the tears in our eyes and our faces are planted in the dirt, right? Sometimes we bring our friends, sometimes they bring us. Uh, so yeah, the road is long and filled with ups and downs and hills and valleys. I don't have the answers for you today. Um, I don't have them for me today either, but I do know the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And that's exactly where we need to be in order to endure, to persevere on this crazy adoption, foster and kinship journey. So I hope you got some encouragement out of that word today. Um, I'm grateful that you listened to this episode. Uh, I I hope you did get encouraged. Um, Be sure to check out the show notes. I will put in a link to Jody Tucker's Second Mother Bible Study because that is wonderful um, and is a resource. Uh, You can do it for some some self-care, some soul care. Um, Also, I want to let you know about the FASD 101 training that I am currently offering. 
uh, online or in person. I have created, um, like it, it can take up to three hours. I can modify it so it's less than that, depending on this, the situation. Um, but uh, it is really for uh, parents, uh, caregivers of those uh, caring for an individual um, on the fetal alcohol spectrum disorder spectrum, um, as well as professionals, you know, and, and I have a group at a local court system working with um, family treatment court families um, and uh, the, the professionals there are interested in having the training. Um, so if you are interested in having me come uh, to do an in-person uh, or an online uh, presentation to your support group, your adoptive or foster parent group, agency, organization, uh, just contact me. Again, the easiest way is through my email, sandraflackjfo at gmail.com. But again, you can also reach me through the website, justicefororphansny.org. Um, and we are in the process of updating the Justice for Orphans website so that you'll be able to uh, very easily locate all of the resources, just click a button, sign up, register um, for these different trainings and things. That's that's currently being um, revamped. So it's not, it's not looking all neat and pretty. If you're listening to this in, in real time uh, in uh, the end of April, 2022, then uh, it, it's in the works, but it shouldn't be long. And then it will be up and, and fully running. But the best way, again, if you want to access training um, is to email me. Uh, and don't forget the upcoming name change, Orphans No More podcast uh, that you're listening to right now will start appearing as of June 1st as the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast. And you don't have to do anything, just subscribe and it will automatically um, show up on your device. If you're already subscribed to Orphans No More, you'll just notice the name change happen. You won't have to do anything. Um, and I'm so grateful that you are listening to this podcast. I need to have you along for the journey to encourage me. I hope that I'm being an encouragement to you. If so, also let your fellow adoptive and foster uh, fostering friends know so that they can listen to the show and be encouraged and equipped too. Um, I always like to mention my book. This is my time for my shameless plug um, for uh, my family's adoption and kinship journey story, uh, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father, available wherever you buy books. Uh, also, if you'd like a signed copy, I will personally sign it and pop it in the mail to you. Uh, you can order uh, for a signed copy, you would order on my website, sandraflack.com. And giving a big shout out now to our Care Portal County sponsors for our Justice for Orphans ministry. Um, we are the Care Portal implementer in the capital region of upstate New York. And uh, our sponsors, Tri-Nuclear Corporation, Bishop, Bishop Boundary Construction, and National Bank of Kuksaki. Uh, these businesses care about children and families in crisis, and they help us do what we do, especially um, our work to provide the care portal to local churches and child welfare agencies. So to learn more, to, fo to follow what's going on, um, we just put a big post out there on in social media because in just four counties in just a short period of time, 
through our Care Portal platform, over 2,300 local kids in crisis have been served. Most of them were served, their situations were stabilized, and they did not have to go into foster care. So that is a big win-win. So you can keep track of what our ministry is doing, as well as uh, what's going on with me and uh, my family and my journey on our social media. So Justice for Orphans is on both Facebook and Instagram, and so am I at Sandra Flack. So I hope you check check us out, follow us. Um, we are here to serve you. I am so grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today. Um, and if you made it all the way to the end of this episode, I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to Orphans No More, for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere. We hope you are inspired to walk out James 127 in whatever way God calls you. For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.